You're listening to Behind the Deal, brought to you by Remax Australia and Remax New Zealand. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, one of our first podcasts um, for Remax Australia and Remax New Zealand. Uh, today, we'll be uh, talking about all things options with a gentleman by the name of Dean Tucker. Uh, for those that don't know Dean, Dean is uh, one of our newest franchisees. He's also uh, one of our trainers. Uh, his business, Remax Auction Services, um, started earlier this year, and we have a number of goals that um, we're looking to achieve as a result of um, Dean being uh, a part of our network. And uh, really excited about having Dean here to talk about um, a number of things. We're probably going to have a number of different uh, episodes of this podcast with Dean because there's quite a few to- uh, topics. It's, uh, it's not a small topic to discuss, but today uh, we're really just going to focus on starting out with auctions and, uh, and talking about some of the 101 things uh, with regards to uh, how to get started. Now, um, Dean, uh, mate, welcome. Uh, Thanks, John. Good uh, to be here. Yeah, uh, mate, I'd love to give you, uh, well, let you just have a quick introduction uh, for yourself, um, your business, and also, um, uh, I guess, a little bit about your experience as well. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Um, as most people who know me know, I've been uh, in the real estate industry now for uh, pushing 30 years, something like 28 years now, and um, we established Remax Auction Services uh, earlier on this year. Um, with some pretty big goals in terms of what we can do with the group, uh, both across uh, Australia and New Zealand. So exciting times ahead and some wonderful times already. Made some uh, great connections within the group and building some really strong relationships and having a lot of fun doing it too. Fantastic. Uh, Now, mate, just really quickly, some of the goals that you have for the business, some of the goals that you have for, I guess... um, uh, I guess the culture of auctions within uh, within Remax. Yeah, so look, fundamentally, I think at, at the end of the day, a lot of the, <clears throat> what we want to achieve on a on a personal level or on a business level will happen as a result of where our primary goal is, and and that is to 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 get Remax as an organisation across Australia and New Zealand where it deserves to be in terms of being a real contender uh, in the marketplace or or, or a a genuine option uh, for our sellers right across uh, the Australasian marketplace. Um, so a lot of focus going into um, training and coaching, um, working with uh, broker owners, with agents, uh, with whole teams, um, just just to get auction back in the forefront where it deserves to be, um, getting that, that dialogue going, getting the, the, the discussions going so that it is out there and in front of people and as I think as a result of that over the next 18 months, two years, um, we'll have a lot of success in rebuilding that culture within the organisation and of course um, that'll trickle down to the opportunities that it creates for Remax Auction Services moving forward on an auctioneering level but also on a training and coaching level as well. Great. Uh, okay, so um, I've got a little bit of a confession whilst, uh, whilst I am very much uh, an auction advocate today as i sit here today uh i must admit that i, I wasn't always um you know i it, it took me a while to eventually come to the realization that the system and process worked for me and for my clients and i don't think i'm alone you know and i don't think i'm 
that there are too many people out there that can say that they are, they are you know, really uh, have never kind of experienced something like that themselves either. So one of the things that, you know, I often hear these days is, you know, really common objections. They seem to be probably the same two or three objections most time. And I'd be really interested, uh, there's probably some salespeople uh, listening right now that are either considering starting the journey of you know integrating auction process into their business uh, they're already doing it they've just started there could be some really experienced auction um, practitioners out there um, that uh, are marketing properties by auction that maybe have lost their mojo a little bit as well so I guess um, I'd like to get your take on some basics here one of the things I hear all the time is uh, from people that uh, talk about auctions is it's just not the right property for auction. Uh, when somebody says that to you, what's your initial take on that? Oh, look, fundamentally, again, based on experience, this is not an opinion. Um, having sold, um, as an agent, having sold a lot of property uh, through the auction process, but as an auctioneer, uh, having called well in excess of 5,000 auctions, it has simply has nothing to do with the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the cheapest house I sold at auction was eighty nine and a half thousand dollars. That was eighty nine and a half thousand, um, and the dearest was three point seven something million, and everything in between. Fundamentally, it has nothing to do with the house. Mm-hmm. It uh, it's everything to do with the situation or circumstances of the seller. So, if we were to and I, and I want to put to one side too that I'm not referring to a seller being desperate or you know, in that sort of messy situation. If the motivation is strong, they may be being transferred, they've bought another house and they need to sell, but they've certainly got a timeline that they're working to. That's what we should be focusing on is why they're selling, not worrying about what it is because there's a buyer for everything out there. Okay, right Yeah. Uh the other one I hear really frequently is uh, we just don't do auctions in this area. Um, what would be your take on somebody that, uh, an agent that approaches you in an area where, and they're probably right, there probably aren't a lot of auctions being called mm. in their area. Um, but what is your take when you hear that? You know, it's probably the biggest pioneering opportunity in our industry. Um, you know, the, the reality of it is that every suburb at some stage wasn't an auction suburb. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact remains that auctions are driven by the industry, by the agents themselves, not by any higher power or anybody that says you can or can't do auctions in any particular suburb. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you are in Australasia. Um, you know, in Melbourne is a classic example of a, an industry or an area that, where the industry has just made a conscious decision mm-hmm. that that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney has followed it. Auckland has then followed that. Um, Brisbane, we don't do things as fast as everybody else up here. We tend to relax and take our time a little bit. But you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a pioneering opportunity. It's a conscious decision. Um, we're going to do this and we're going to own it in our marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. It just starts with someone making a decision to do it. Okay. Uh, so before you and I were having a conversation and you were talking about the auction process almost being a belief system, mm-hmm. um, can you just uh, maybe give us a bit of a summary on, on what you meant by that? Well, I think where this all starts, Joel, is at the, at the beginning of everyone's career, there's not a lot of focus um, in the tr- training and, and learning, I guess, uh, in the context of, of what you can do in the real estate industry. So 
Uh, your exposure at the front end of your career is fairly lightweight. For me personally, and I know based on our conversations for you, it's been the same, that you get to a certain point in your career where you just make a conscious decision. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. Um, and that conscious decision is, can only ever be made once you get your mindset right, once your belief systems are in place, once you understand that um, this is a process and that if you follow the process, the result will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I guess, like the flick of a switch in a certain context that you, you get to a certain point in your career where you're saying, I'm just going to go and do this, and you do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's any different from learning to ride a bike or learning to walk. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you start off when you're, when you're a young child um, not being able to crawl, then you crawl, mm-hmm. then you walk. And those are decisions based on inner determination to actually mm-hmm. get that stuff done. Um, for those of you who have, who have had kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, so, for me, it's just a, a, a conscious decision. Okay. I'm going to do this, I'm going to own it. So, um, I think plenty of people have got to a point where they, they decide, you know what, it's, you know, this, is a, this is a property, the vendors have said yes that they will do auction on the... Uh, you know, they, I, threw the, I threw the auction at them, I didn't think they'd take it on. Uh, but they did, and uh, and then they may have uh, the agent when they get started with the process. They really haven't been given the fundamentals of it. Mm. The reaction may not have gone so well. The next one, you know, that they call may not have gone so well, and it tends to knock them down a little bit. In terms of, and therefore make them a little bit reluctant to to uh, to engage with the auction process again. In terms of, you know. An education point or timing or how long do you think or what kind of period of time do you think an agent should be looking at to really kind of start to nail this process within their business? I think it's going to vary based on the the the, um, the conscious position that that agent is in. Um, you know, I've seen agents that have picked up an auction and then just run with it and it's just gone remarkably well for them Mm. Um, and then obviously there's agents where they have a bit of a hit and a miss Mm -hmm. um, sort of scenario and track record so I don't know that there's any time I think it's like anything that if you believe in it and you you have what I call a blind faith in that process Mm -hmm. um, you're just going to keep doing it and and part of that process is having a mindset that as I said earlier you follow the process the result will take care of itself Mm -hmm. If your attitude is, I'm going to take this property on for these people, for these sellers, and I'm going to sell it, or I'm going to make it sellable. Mm-hmm. But everything that I do with this process moving forward puts me in a position to create the best possible outcome for my seller. Um, if that's the sort of attitude you've got and mindset that you've got with this process, mm. then you roll with the punches because every now and then one of them's not going to go the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. You look at the varying um, clearance rates across the different states. You know, you, you would you would argue that uh, New South Wales, who have been running hot for the last few years at 90%, you know, it's it's a, it's a culture or a condition down there that they're used to. Uh, here in Queensland, where we're based at the moment, um, you know, if we're hitting above you know fifty sixty percent, we're doing really well. Mm. Uh, so. Just to summarise, in your opinion, what are some of the benefits that agents or officers that are picking up the ball and running with the auction process uh, see as a result of really focusing on integrating auctions into their business? 
Well, if we look at that just from an agent's perspective at the moment, because there's some trickle down to the broker owner or business as part of this process too, mm-hmm. I think first and foremost, it gives you more structure to your business, allows you to plan uh, more succinctly in, in your business. In, in what way? Um, you know that um, you've got a certain series of tasks that you've got to engage in over the next four or five weeks during this campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very simple and straightforward. So, you know, that that brings structure to your business. I think from there, um, the next big benefit is is the certainty that comes with the revenue stream or the income stream to you as an agent, mm-hmm. knowing that every time you start a campaign, if you have a, a you know a week so a week or so leading up to the start of that campaign, three to four weeks of marketing, and then you know say three to four weeks till settlement, mm-hmm. you know that if your structure is right and you keep following the process, essentially you're going to have revenue coming in every nine weeks, based on every listing that you bring up. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, and and something that Tom Panos has talked about for many many years, is that agents that have strong auction businesses, as a direct result of that, have strong profile in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And agents that have strong profile in the marketplace don't have to prospect as much as agents that don't. Um, people come to them. Mm. That's, I mean, uh, you're touching on a really important point, and we're probably going to discuss that in uh, one of the other uh, podcast episodes, because we'll probably run out of time in this one. But certainly, uh, that's not a small point to discuss. Uh, and and one that um, you know we'll cover off on um, when we release the next uh, next couple of episodes. Um, so, from an agent's perspective, that's out there that's looking to get started in this and really, um, you know, start getting focused on auctions. What are some of the first steps that he or she should be looking at to to really give this a good go? There's an old saying that the people who want to get on in this world um, go out there and look for the circumstances they want, and if they can't find them, they make them. And you know that's what Ramax Auction Services is here for. If if this is something that you really want to apply to your business, regardless of whether you're in Christchurch, Auckland, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, or, or Cairns, um, if you're looking for support and you're looking for um, someone to, to guide you and, and help you in this process. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a phone call away, we're an email away, and in some cases we're just a short visit away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key is to have people around you that believe strongly in what it is that you want to now do mm. um, because you become like the people you spend your time with. Mm. The fact is, if you spend lots of time with people who are strong auction agents, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, probably one of the things that I've uh, that I would add to that is that uh, uh, as consultants, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on one of the one of the next podcasts as well, is some agents they just don't ask the question. They just don't ask the question. Not not necessarily, uh, and I, I speak from experience. I mean, the amount of auctions that I listed, and uh, the amount of people that I first spoke to. Um, that were really overwhelmingly just enthusiastic about listing their property to auction was very few. Mm. Um, but as a consultant, which is my job, I felt that after I after the penny dropped in my head, like you said, it kind of happened with you. 
you know, I felt like I had an imperative to actually engage with the conversation around auction. Yeah. Um, do you think that's one of the biggest problems, that people just don't ask the question, or do you think they're just not asking it the right way? I think it's a bigger problem than what you're suggesting. Right. If David Clifton, who was a mentor of mine for many, many years, um, really pushed my button on this once. And when he said to me, if you're a professional real estate agent and you're going to the marketplace to speak to a seller to offer them solutions in terms of what it is that they're trying to achieve, and you're not giving them, not giving them every option mm-hmm. that they have to market their market and sell their property, then are you fulfilling your duty of care, your mm-hmm. fiduciary duty to your client? Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. It's very seldom you come across a seller that actually says to you as you walk in the door, we want to auction our home. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But that's our responsibility because we're not having the discussion. Mm. So the next problem then becomes, well, how do you deliver that discussion? Mm-hmm. And where I think the industry has gone wrong is that it's taken a, a, a slippery pole, I guess, approach where an agent will go in and say, well, you know, when I want to talk to you about auction, and the seller says, no, 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 I don't want to do that. So they just take the next best option mm. and never have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Whereas a consultative approach would be to go into that discussion, emphasising the importance of understanding, from the seller's perspective, understanding what all of their options are so that they can make an an educated and prudent decision based on what they think is right for Mm. them. And whatever that is, that's okay. Mm. But to not have that conversation in the first place, I Mm. think is a bit of a a slight on the real estate industry. Okay, well, um, we're actually going to dig into that topic in a lot more uh, detail uh, in one of our next podcasts. Uh, We're also going to talk, um, I guess, uh, how auctions build profile for the property and also for the client uh, in our next episode as well. Uh, Dean, thanks very much for your time, mate. Uh, If you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we were just discussing there, uh, tune in. We've got a couple more podcasts that we're going to be rolling out in the next few weeks. Uh, Dean, appreciate it. Thank you. And... um, Pleasure, mate. We'll talk again soon. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Deal. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to subscribe and rate the show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from.